Welcome to episode 63 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, build a legacy, and claim their spotlight. In this episode, we talk about what I call Two Years Eve. We share some of the things that we've reflected on and what we would do differently. And we consider how we can make the most of the second half of 2022 and give you a few guiding questions for your own reflection. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. If you're like me, you know there's something about December 31st. This New Year's energy, regardless of if you are a resolution person or not, there's some type of buzz in the air, a chance to get rid of things that aren't working, to move forward to things that you want, and to just set some goals, intentions, values, words of the year, whatever your preference is, something happens on December 31st. I know that I try to ride the New Year's wave for as long as I can. There are many people who will reference that it takes three weeks to form a habit. And so they'll say, what can I do between January 1st and January 21st to make it stick? In our house, New Year's Eve includes a notebook. Of course it does, because we're fun and exciting people. Uh, at the very least, it includes a stack of napkins where we talk about the past year and work on what we call our family manifesto, where we talk about what we want for our home, our lives, and our family in the upcoming year, but also reflect on some of the things that have happened, some of the experiences we've had, so that we can have some of these holy shit moments where we actually look at what we've accomplished. Because if we don't talk about it, think about it, or write it down, kind of gets lost. So I love to take notes. This is no secret to our regular listeners. Liz and I share a love language, which is stationary. And I find that I am craving this New Year's energy and want it more than once. Introducing Two Years Eve. This is not the first time I've talked about this. Last June, I introduced this idea to our audience. And the idea is Two Years Eve is June 30th. It is an opportunity to reflect, to think about the last six months and the six months ahead. And if you're fancy, pop some bottles, have some champagne, make it a celebration so that you are ready to go into the second half of the year. If you're like me, sometimes you get to the end of the year and think, what the hell did I actually do? So by putting in this intentional time for reflection halfway through, it actually helps me make the second half of the year a little bit more intentional, a little bit more guided and focused instead of simply shifting into autopilot and to keep moving without taking time to think about where I've been, where I'm going and what I want. I don't wanna save all of that for the end of December. I want to do it now. I have created a short and sweet, tight but mighty reflection guide for Two Years Eve, which you can download at theamandawagner.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you will get it sent directly to you. 
Today, LP and I are going to go through some of these questions together and do some reflecting on the spot. My hope is that you not only get the juices flowing of your own reflection, but you get to enjoy one of our favorite things, which is eavesdropping on other people. <laughs> I feel like that's what podcasting is all about. It's a formalized version of eavesdropping on people who agree to put their thoughts, ideas, and feelings out in the world. So you're welcome for this opportunity to eavesdrop. Liz, I have five questions here for each of us. I know that we have both read the questions um, and done a little bit of prep, but I love how our conversations flow. And so I, I wanna see this happen pretty naturally. So let's kick it off with question number one. LP, what are your top wins so far this year? Or what do you wanna add to your victory log? I have two things that are very connected. So the first is that I've had a, I've had a really, really good work year. The Me. best. <laughs> yeah. I've had the best, I'm having the best year of my career ever. And which is really exciting. And I could have taken a lot of time off as a result because I, you know, did really well financially. And so I could have taken a couple of months off if I wanted to. I didn't do that, but I did take it very easy for about a month. So the financial success goes in the victory log, but also allowing myself to take a break for about a month. I had a little bit of stuff going on, but I took it very, very easy. That's also going in the victory log for me as well, because you and I both know that that's often a difficult thing for me to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Work hard, play easy. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, some of my big wins are very similar to yours, this financial security and having a great year in that sense. A lot of the contracts that I am working on were established at the end of 2021. So it's now that I actually get to execute the work. One thing that I'm really pleased with is that one of my clients, I actually got to build out a program. I was given free reign to step back and go, here's what I think is going to work. And to work with a team that not only trusts me, but is cheering me on and figuring out how I need to be supported and asking me what they can do is, is a really big win for me. Um, the second one is that I can confidently say that every person I've worked with this year has been a hell yes person. That doesn't always happen. I have mentioned on the podcast before that there is one person or one business rather that I've done a couple proposals for and I've rushed and I've tried to make them happen at the last minute and they've taken a lot of time and then it doesn't go anywhere and I resent it. The last time that happened was in December. And so from January to now June, I have only worked with some hell yes people. And one of the, the other wins for me as somebody who loves to say yes and hates to say no and hates to cancel, I had intended to work until March 31st. And even though it was just a 24-hour difference, I had to send a few challenging emails on March 30th, which were to say, look, I have been advised to, to take it easy and to stop working for my brain, my body, my baby. And I had to call it 
and the fact that I was actually able to send those emails and nobody was mad, nobody hated me because I couldn't do a few commitments that day. That was a big win. That's some proof for me. And I ended up having a baby on March 31st. So bonus that I wasn't working. (laughs) What this question also does is it reminds me to pull out my actual victory log. I need to write more of this down. So I'm going to take these ideas and transfer them into a real notebook. Ooh, other win. Liz, you know this one. I completed my taxes on time, which has not happened before. So I'm very proud of that. That was a huge win for me. Don't tell the CRA that I haven't done it. Well, they know. They know I haven't done them on time. They're aware. They very much know. Yes. The penalties have been paid. We're even now. (laughs) Question two, LP, what do you want to be able to say at the end of 2022? And this is where I'm going to challenge you and our listeners. This isn't just a, I want to say that I was a nice person and I worked hard. Don't give me the bullshit. Let's get really concrete of what you want to be able to say at the end of the year. I would like to be able to say that I worked my behind off on projects that mattered. Hell I, yes. made, I made people's lives easier with my work and I inspired my students. Oh, that's juicy. I can tell you right now that you have made my life easier. Oh, well, that's to get good. a big check mark. I feel I, I hope I tell you this all the time, but I this is a, a public forum to say you have absolutely made my life easier and my business better um, by being on board. So thank you for that. Um, thank you. How will you know that you've inspired your students? My students are the best and I I foster an environment where I encourage communication. So my students usually feel comfortable telling me how they've enjoyed class, or I often have several students at the end of each term come to me and say they had never thought about going into the social media or digital communication space, but now they think they want to work in the industry as a result of the class and um, are looking for advice. So those are always, and I've already, I've already had a couple of those this year. So maybe I'm cheating by putting this as one of the things I want to say by the end of the year, but uh, there's always some signs from my students that, that things went well and, and that they, that they benefited from the course beyond just learning the material. That's so cool. I, I think when we outline the metrics, like I encourage our listeners to do this. So how am I going to be able to tell That's a really important one, not only because it adds some specificity, but it's going to make it easier for you to actually see, have I done this or not? For me, by the end of 2022, and I'm rolling my eyes at myself and my tail is between my legs because I feel like I've mentioned writing a book so many times, um, but I actually want to have a plan for my book. I have a conversation set up, uh, for next Monday to talk with somebody about making a real plan from planning and writing to publishing. Because right now it's at a just right, which of course is part of it. But what time has proven is that writing without a goal is not working for me. Writing without knowing the next step has been frustrating and demotivating because I feel like I'm just writing for no actual purpose. So by the end of 2022, I want an actual plan for this book. I will uh, 
I will tell you that I have a call with somebody I'm really excited about that. I have followed her on Instagram for a while. She's just smart and thoughtful. And I can't wait to have this conversation. And I was talking to my friend Kate about two weeks ago, and she had said, can you just write a book so that I can recommend people read it instead of always having to say, well, Amanda says, well, Amanda would say, and that was such a huge compliment that I'm like, I have to make it reality. I also want to be able to say that one of my big and favorite clients, I want to know that they want to continue next year. That will be a big marker of success that we can continue with the work that we are doing. I am also going to ask for referrals from this person to take this project that we've done and see how I can take it into other institutions or businesses, other cities. I really want to expand beyond Edmonton and Alberta. And so for me, that's really where I want to be at the end of 2022. I also want to proudly be able to say that I have found my version of working while being a parent at the same time. I want to be able to say that by the end of 2022, I found a system that worked for me. And I will be able to measure that by reducing meltdowns and still being able to have that purpose, which is incredibly important to me. In episode 61 of the podcast, we talked about trade-offs and I would love to know what are some of the trade-offs that you want to make for the second half of the year? Remembering that trade-off doesn't mean trade down. It just might be a way we switch things up. Liz, what comes up for you? So for this summer, trading off, taking on big projects to have more flex time or more time off or more time to lay on my couch or in the backyard. Uh, I'm happy to do, you know, smaller things, but I'm, I'm committed to doing less of the, the giant all consuming projects because I want to enjoy my summer. And for the fall, I am trading off some of my own business in order to spend more time in the classroom. I just have a a lot of teaching to do this fall that I'm really, really, really excited about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just, you know, marking takes a lot of time. And I just, in order to have balance, I need to adjust the ratio a little little bit for, for September through December. So that, (laughs) so those are the two big trade-offs for me for the second half of the year. Those trade-offs sound really positive. You sound excited about them, which I love to hear. Yeah, I am. And I think that they, they, they play really well together in that I think I will, I need the summer recharge some time with my family or on my own to get some sun and relax and then be ready to go for what will be a busy fall because I am still doing my, my own client work and teaching, but I am committed to finding a better balance between the two for the fall. Cool. Well, I am here. If you need any support with that, at the very least, you know, I'm cheering you on. I love teaching. I love teachers and instructors, and I'm so excited for you. I know how important that is to you. One of the trade-offs that I am making, I like to experiment. And lately I have felt really energized and jazzed to come up with something new or create the next program or next offer. And one of the trade-offs that I am making is that 
for the second half of the year, I'm actually tempering that a little bit. I am trading off the, the time and the effort to experiment for some consistency, for some routine. If you want to hear more about routines, listen to our last episode, episode 62. So it does feel like a bit of a trade down, but for my life right now, knowing that, that my partner is going to be incredibly full in the fall, I am taking on the bulk of, of child raising and childcare. And that's the agreement that we've come up with. So one of my trade-offs is that I'm parking some of the things that I'm excited about and want to do so that I can have that consistency. And that's a, that's a choice that I've made. One other trade-off uh, is that because I have committed to, to that consistency with a limited work schedule as well as childcare, my partner is taking parental leave from January to April. And so given that I am continuing to work, we are planning to take January off together. So to have some overlap in, in family time is really important. It means that what I'm taking on as far as work, I know that there is a payoff there. One of the other trade-offs is that as somebody who is a business strategist and coach, typically I like to do some of the operations stuff on my own. And I am looking into bringing somebody on to help me with planning out some of the, where do I want to go? What do I want this to look like? So that's a, a trade-off for me. And I'm also excited about both of those things. Again, that first one feels like a trade down to commit to just being consistent and doing my same thing for the next six months. Um, it's okay because if you know me, you know that I don't work in July. So I get to kick off my second half of the year without doing any work. And then I actually get to see our friend, our favorite gal pal LP in August. So that is a big win as well. What a lovely way to kick off your second half. It's going to be off really good. Visit from me? How I wonderful. Lucky you. It's going to be amazing. I have to come up with a list of all the things I need you to bring me from your fine city. <laughs> you let me know. So question four, what has gone differently than you hoped or expected? Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, let's just acknowledge things that went differently. I have a good, a bad, and an ugly-ish? No, I'm just kidding. I have a little bit of everything for this answer. Uh, so a couple of things that went differently than I expected. Number one is the kinds of clients that I worked with in the first half of the year were amazing. I worked with multiple post-secondary institutions, which I love to teach but I also love teachers and I love post-secondary schools and I just love that whole environment. Mm -hmm. So I worked at one point, I was working with three different post-secondary schools in three different provinces. And there All was no these, conflict of interest, just putting it what, out there. <laughs> that's why I'm saying three different provinces. There was yes. no conflict of interest. <laughs> uh, and that was just, I, I didn't set a goal to work with this type of client or anything. It just all uh, it just all kind of happened. I was not anticipating it and it was just very lovely. So that's a good thing that went differently than I was anticipating. Um, something else that has gone differently than what I was thinking might happen is connected back to teaching again. I'm teaching more than I ever thought that I would be, which is awesome. 
them. Uh, but that does mean more finagling and adjusting the rest of my work to make sure that everything gets the attention it deserves uh, so that my clients get the attention that they deserve, but also I don't crash and burn. So that has been an ongoing equation that I'm constantly fiddling with. And now I have a, a, a much clearer plan heading into the fall, but the first six months <laughs> were like a rodeo for me. <laughs> uh, that January term, I, I taught three classes and it was also the busiest, the busiest quarter I've ever had in my business. So it was, uh, it was rough. Uh, and so that leads me into my third point of what has gone differently than I expected is that while I did love how much money I made at the beginning of the year, yeah. it probably would have been good for my brain to space that out a bit. There were a few weeks in there where I was not the best version of myself because work just dominated work in all facets, being at school or being in my home office was just a lot. So I would have, uh, I would have hoped to have a little bit of balance that I didn't really have. So those are, those are the three things that I wish I had done differently or that went differently than I was hoping or anticipating they would. It's really hard for me to talk about what went differently than I expected without putting on the, is it good? Is it bad? Is it ugly? It seems like quite a natural thing, but I'm, I kind of have a mixed bag with you as well. One of the things that, that went really well, but differently, similar to you, I had more opportunities than I expected and I wanted them and I took them and I said, yes. So I had a a very fruitful uh, first quarter, which is very exciting and inspiring and gave me opportunities. Um, one other thing that has happened, I would say in the, just the last two months, so April, May, and then into June now, my efficiency has gone up so much because I have way less time to overthink. And I don't think I expected that. I, I've said to you before, I expected to experience quote unquote pregnancy brain, which I do believe is a real thing and does affect many people. I didn't find it affected me hardly at all. Like I, yes, I was tired, but I didn't feel like I really lost my brain or sense of purpose. And so to see that there's that increased efficiency now, and I still have that purpose and can do great work. I didn't expect that. And I'm so happy about it. One thing that went differently than I expected, I thought I would just soak up having April off and that I would return to work in May part-time and be totally okay with it. But one thing I didn't expect was that I would spend all of April freaking out about the date. So on April 10th, I'd be like, it's April 10th. I only have 20 days before I go back to work. It's April 12th. I only have 18 days before I go back to work. And I put so much of my time and energy into that. And that was really detrimental to me. So I, I wish I had done that differently. It went different than I expected. There's nothing I can do now, but I'm very aware of how sometimes that count up or countdown isn't helpful. And one other thing that went differently than I expected, I expected that people would be harder on me. I expected that people would not be as generous with their thoughts or with their time when I needed an accommodation, right? I've, I talked in 
the last episode about needing to make a call on March 30th and to not be able to, to do that work for the next day that I committed to. And I was pleasantly surprised that people were warm and accommodating and understanding. And I want to say I'm not surprised because I've been canceled on and I'm not usually pissed off about it. I'm usually very accommodating, but it was one of those things that it went differently than I expected. And it, it gave me some hope. It gave me some warmth and just a reminder that we are humans before we are entrepreneurs and leaders and business owners. And that was just a really good reminder that I want to stick with me. Question five, what, if anything, have you dropped and you want to pick up for the second half of the year? Not so much dropped, but I haven't focused on the one piece of the work that I do that is consulting or training. And doing work like that allows me to continue to help others and make their lives easier, but it's less hands-on work from me every day which helps with my balance. I can guide them, set them up, and I don't have to be logged in to check their accounts. So I would like that to be more of a focus in the second half of the year. I'm happy to have some of that kicking off again this week, which is lovely. Fits into my plan for the summer to just do smaller things. Also helps with the balance piece for the fall. Uh, So I really want to, to hone in on that consulting piece again. Uh, so that, so that the time timing works a little bit better for my life. Right. Yeah. It, maybe it's not something that you've dropped, but something you want more of right around new year's Eve. I had put out what I think are the two questions that we need in any reflection. And those will be of course, included in this guide that you can find at the which is simply, what do you want more of? And what do you want less of? And so this question asking, what have you dropped that you want to pick up for the second half of the year is a different version of the question, what do you want more of? And so when I think about this question for me, I want more time and space and energy to write. I miss writing. I'm finding myself shocked by that um, because writing is really hard, but I love it. And I was consistent with a blog for a while. I was, I mean, a while immediately I'm talking myself down, which is embarrassing. I'm like, okay, I had six blogs written, but still I did it and life happened and I had to hit pause, but I really want to get back into that space. And I'm actually, as I'm reading, I'm still definitely reading. I have a, a list in my phone of like just great examples of language from books that I've read where I'm like, oh, I just love how this author said that. So I find that by collecting what other people have said in smart and thoughtful ways, it's a sign that I'm ready to write again. So one thing that I want to pick up more of is, is that writing practice and figuring out how to do it without relying on inspiration and actually moving towards a goal. So you'll see that the answers to these questions really fit in together where I'm going to have that, that meeting to figure out what is the plan for this book and I also want to make part of my routine, part of my practice, regular writing. So that's a big thing. I read something yesterday online that said it is easier to edit a bad book than it is to edit a blank page. And that was a holy shit moment for me. I'm like, okay, let's go write a bad book. Let's go put some garbage on a page because 
editing is always easier than writing. But right now it's really hard to edit some random Google Docs and random pages and the ideas that are in my head and not on paper. So that is something that I'm certainly ready to pick up for the second half of the year. Now, bonus question, Liz, I would love to know, is there one idea or thought or intention that you are heading into the second half of the year with and setting yourself up to be successful? It is the same thought or idea that I used for the first half of the year Mm -hmm. is when things go poorly or if I'm in a funk or I have a stretch of days or weeks where it's just not coming together. I've really clung on to the idea of it's just a season. It will pass. It won't be like this. If I'm, you know, don't have the inspiration for several days at a time or, you know, it's just not coming together or things are going badly with work or something in my personal life. It's just a season. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, that I really focus on when I need it. And I've used that uh, for the first six months of the year as well. Especially leading into what will be a challenging and busy season with a different focus. Yeah. I think that's really cool. There's a very funny part in the book called Ghosts by Dolly Alderton. It's not about actual ghosts. It's about like internet dating and ghosting. And there's a woman and she talks to her friend and her friend is trying to coax her through a difficult situation. And she keeps saying to her, you shall not pass. The friend's like, what do you mean? I shall not pass. You know, you shall not pass. We'll get over this. And the girl goes, do you mean this too shall pass? (laughs) She's like, yeah, that's what I said. That's not what you said. That's from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Ghosts by Dolly Alderton, recommend it, put it on your reading list. Quite funny. For me, there is certainly one thought that I am taking into the second half of the year. I'm also taking it into my coaching practice and any strategizing or consulting work that I do, which is around the idea of proof. One of the first pieces of writing that I'm ready to really sit down and explore is around proving myself. And this happened to come out of something that I'm anxious about talking about, which is that I had a a therapy appointment scheduled for April 1st. It had been in the calendar for weeks. I had a baby on March 31st. And Liz, I don't think I've even told you this. Um, I showed up to therapy on April 1st at 10 in the morning. It was an online appointment. So I was still in my home, but I was dressed and ready and sat down at my computer. And my therapist says, Oh, what do you want to talk about today? And they start talking. And then after a couple of minutes, I said, Oh, well, I had my baby yesterday. And she said, what the hell are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I made a commitment and I like to be consistent and I didn't want to let you down. And I had this appointment in the calendar and I didn't want to cancel out of nowhere. And I didn't have time to write you an email. And she said, really, why are you here? And I said, because I'm trying to impress you and I'm trying to prove that I am somebody who does what I say I'm going to do. And she asked me what I really wanted to be doing. And I had a, I had a good cry. And I said, I want to go snuggle my tiny little baby. 
And she said, go do that. Of course, there is no cancellation fee. Of course, you can miss this appointment. And I went back into bed with my husband and baby, and I told him about this. And he said, what are you trying to prove? And I told him, you know, I'm trying to prove that I do what I say I'm going to do. And I'm trying to prove that I keep my appointments. And he said, Amanda, what if you've already proven yourself? And so that's what I'm carrying into the second half of this year. I'm carrying in this idea that I have already proven myself. And how will I behave differently or think differently if I've already proven that I'm good at what I do, I've already proven that I keep appointments and that I am professional and that I know my shit. I've already proven that. So what can I do if I stop putting all my energy into proving myself and instead do the thing that I set out to do? and be the person that I'm setting out to be. So for me going into the second half of the year, it's really about exploring this idea of proving myself and having proven myself. And of course, writing about it. I want to write about it. There's something in there. I didn't attend a therapy appointment less than 24 hours after giving birth for nothing. There's got to be a chapter in there. As I said, this was some impromptu reflection by Liz and I. So Liz, thank you for, for buying in, for sharing these incredibly intimate thoughts with our listeners. My pleasure. And letting everybody eavesdrop. As I said, I will put these questions and a few others into a downloadable document and I will send it to all of my newsletter subscribers. So you can subscribe at theamandawagner.com or download it from the website. I am really delighted to hear what our audience is thinking about and celebrating. And so please sign up for the newsletter. Know that when you respond, I read them and will, of course, get back to you eventually. I always appreciate the thoughts and I wish you a very, very happy two years Eve. I hope you can celebrate and make it an event. Get a new notebook, get a bottle of something delicious to drink and really enjoy this reflection. If you want to make the second half of this year better than the first and need help figuring out how to do that, get in my Zoom room. This is what we do. I am accepting new private coaching clients for fall of 2022. You can book either for three sessions in a month or three months at a time and check out the amandawagner.com slash contact, fill out the form there and I will be in touch with you so we can figure out how to work together. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the available social media channels and needs training, or you need someone to guide you through the social media strategy development process, please reach out to me. You can visit my website, lizpittman.com or find me on Instagram at Liz Pittman. Liz Pittman, it is June 29th as this is airing, which means that we are ready to head into July. I am off for the month. There will, of course, still be podcast episodes released because I am a stickler and we love routine, but I will formally be off. And then LP, I will see you live and in person in August. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> so excited. So AW is off in July, but yes, we will continue to have episodes every two weeks and we will still be doing our thing on Instagram as well. So meet us back here two weeks for a brand new episode. And until then, we will see you on the internet. Thank you.
thank you again for doing my Instagram and internet things. My pleasure. I love to do the internet things. I'm so, so glad because I don't. That, it works so nicely. But I do love the in-person things. I, I want to start a countdown of when I actually get to see you. Yeah, not not too much longer. It's not that much longer and time flies and you get to meet TLB. I know. Tiny little baby. Tiny little baby. She's so cute. I hope she's still tiny when you see her. She will be. I mean, it's all relative, right? She'll yeah. be tiny compared to me. She will. <laughs> no, she'll be, she'll be your size. 